Hello, welcome back to Film and Other Drugs. Today we are looking at a different, um, totally different medium. It's theatre, and the show is called Prima Facie. Facie? I don't know how to say it. Um, it's Prima Facie. Yeah. Prima Facie, yeah. <laughs> I watched it in cinemas. I didn't actually get to catch it in the theatre. How about you? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have watched that live. It's so amazing seeing yeah. her do what she does. Like, I love her as an actress, just in general. I try to catch whatever she does. Um, uh, same. But she was really good in this. Like, she was, you know, like, if you see an athlete in the Olympics, like, that's what this was to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because she, she describes herself as, like, a thoroughbred. Um, well, yeah. the, the, the character. And yeah. um, she really does seem like a like like you said an athlete but um do you do you remember sort of the, the plot of it I do actually I I watched not a refresher I just kind of watched the after uh discussion that they had again because I couldn't remember it after watching because I think they played it at the beginning of the show so after watching the show like I couldn't really remember what they had discussed um but uh yeah it was it was really awesome and that, you know, that they decided to talk about this the way that they did. Um, yeah. Like, do I you mean so the theater? Because I know yeah. re recently in, in that sort of similar sphere, there was a show called I May Destroy You. Don't know if you've heard of that one. You know what? That sounds super, super familiar. But I don't yeah. think I saw it. No, you know, yeah. It's, just, it's a British TV show by Michaela Cole. And it also had the whole, like... Um, me too and um, um i think it's that, that, it, that it kind of follows that same storyline of you don't expect it to happen to you and then when it does it feels like you're against you against the world because you're having to prove that, that this happened to you in a way True. yeah um but i haven't really heard about this type of topic sort of in the theater so is that what you mean sort of nice to see it presented in this way or it was <clears throat> It was interesting, the angle that they went with, or that, because um, I don't know if it's based on a true story or what, but mm. usually, you know, when this subject is broached in the media, in any way, they try to make the situation very cut and dry, you know, where yeah. it's like obvious, apparent of what's happened, you know, to both parties and anybody watching, you know, but in this one, they did what you know most women experience and where it's murky and where it's yeah the water is really muddy mm. and you don't really know what to do <laughs> yeah i think uh they they kind of explore the whole notion of like i mean she knew what it was the, the same night or the morning she woke up but there are some people who don't really realize that they've been violated until maybe right. years later sometimes, which I think is what it has a the other big side deal. is trying to argue. Yeah, it has a big deal to do with the age of the woman involved, uh, the times that they grew up in, yeah. the messaging that they got in their mm. upbringings. You know, it's yeah. <clears throat> very old and outdated versions of, you know, social norms and yeah. acceptable things that are said done you know in front of you to you you know and it's very 
it's interesting to see young people and how the, the, the latest messaging and the, the latest, you know, um, so societal norms have changed those reactions, you know? Before yeah. it was just stories we told each other so that we could know who to stay away from, you know, if you're in the same circles or something. And now, you know, it's immediate, I've been wronged and I need to make it right kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And before it wasn't like that. It was just like you caught yourself in a situation that you probably felt some sort of responsibility for being in. Mm -hmm. And so that made it to where you were like, this isn't something that I can really speak up about because nobody is going to, because of the societal norms and because of the way the world was working at the time, you know, yeah. bringing that up was not going to gain you any friends on either side of the aisle most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that um, I don't know. Like that's a really big thing that you've talked about there about what it was useful back then, where people would just share stories in order to know who to stay away from, and then now it's like you are owed this justice. Um, it's almost like. It's, it's women or people are realizing it's okay to say that this isn't okay, that this thing did happen to me, but it's supposed to be talked about. And, and she does a lot of speaking um, for women. Like, she, at first she's this individual and then she becomes this I speak for every woman type person, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't care if I get a guilty, I don't care if he doesn't get a guilty verdict. I just need to sort of, say it just in case I can save someone else um which I find interesting I I think yeah that's that's important it's kind of like you said like taking that circle so people know who to stay away from and bringing it to the public sphere right <clears throat> it's um, a lot I, of um messaging that I used to hear growing mm -hmm. up you know as a teenager yeah. where they're like if you see something say something or you know, if it happened to you, don't be afraid to speak out because you could be saving the next person. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we would be told in, mm -hmm. um, in messaging when it came to these subjects. And, and I think it finally made its way in. You know what I'm saying? Like, we taught our children this lesson that we learned as children. We may not do it ourselves because we grew up in a time where you know, even if you said something, it, m nothing might happen. But because everybody now sees it that way, you know, understands that logic, when somebody says something, now you can kind of think that the person that's speaking up is doing so altruistically and not for attention, which is what you used to get accused of, um, not because you're trying to get back at somebody like you're you actually could be saying something to be helpful whereas back in the day you could get accused for all kinds of things if you spoke up about things like this you know yeah and so it i think that's that's what's made it easier to come out and say things yeah yeah i think i do have like a lot of respect for people who create stories like this because they're not hard you even if, if you even if you're the actor and the never it's never happened to you you're still kind of like experiencing the feelings of 
of this character and what it, what it would have been like. Like, I don't know how she managed to do that. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just her. I forget that there's no one else on stage. I know, it's so amazing to watch, really. Yeah, like, you know, especially the, the worst scene, the bit when she's actually violated, it's like, okay, how is she so good at demonstrating what that would be like when it's only her, there's no one else actually holding her down? I found that one yeah. really interesting as well. Yeah, it was. It, she was very effective, for sure. Yeah. I know, I was moved to tears it was really good same yeah exactly i just kind of like some parts of it um think after a certain point or maybe not after perhaps throughout the whole thing it seemed to be a lot about female victims and male um like uh perpetrators perpetrators yeah and i don't know how i feel about that because um i think ever since the i don't know I didn't really read it up enough about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but things like that sort of happening kind of made me realize, okay, actually, I guess people are affected by false accusations or people are oh, yeah. affected by like, um, just women can also be perpetrators. I, th- I think there's like, there's not enough about, um, the how reversal men... of the role. Yeah. Reversal of the role, even like how, our culture make it does make this huge push for women are the the, the takers and men are the givers therefore w- women can never be in the wrong almost they were also they say like how young men or boys who have sex with women who are older than them like wait like an adult and a minor right and they they say oh well i never thought it was bad like he grows up not really realizing he was um raped or i think they call it statutory rape or something right but then like you have to think about it in this context in that okay so because men don't have a taboo within their manly society i guess you could say because they don't have that as like a social moray or whatever it's called it doesn't affect the quote-unquote victim that he is a victim technically right but he doesn't feel like one in his head maybe now they do but back in the day because you get a lot of guys older men mostly you know 30s and up saying oh if that was me i'd have been happy like leave him alone you know you hear that a lot um when these kinds of stories come up in the news but they don't express an idea or a feeling like oh i would have felt victimized if this had happened to me but you know there are instances where they do feel victimized and it's you realize you know that it's it's a child female or male it's it's a child and depending on how situation occurs it can be equally traumatizing to both you know despite that and especially now because I think a lot of the messaging, you know, that we have been hearing lately, it isn't geared towards just females, though it seems that way maybe to us because we're women, you know, but I think there's a lot of messaging out there for men too, because they have in the past experienced a lot of um, essay trauma, uh, but it's 
more like I feel like it's only just now starting to be more where people are starting to really see that the way men are looked at is not there's a lot of double standards <laughs> it's a lot of double standards out there I'll just say that and it's really unfair to men yeah I'm raising a son so I have to think about that a lot and mm -hmm. it's very I mean that whole thing with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp was very traumatizing to listen to but I I listened to it I watched the whole thing and the things she was saying it was just so upsetting to know, you know, to, I, I'm hearing one thing, but she's gaslighting me into thinking it's something else, you know, and I'm like, he was gaslit the whole time, I bet, if she's trying to do it to me through this, you know, TV set or through the, the, the video camera. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that men are considered as much, or at least as much as they should be when it comes to these types of conversations when they're put in context of like a movie or, or something. I don't, I don't think they get enough exposure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just trying to say earlier, like how, um, even if they're not in the mind frame of I was a victim, it's because like that they're raised to think that they can't be victims, that actually right. they should enjoy it because it's, their first time or something like that and um even men who are you know a 30 plus or whatever who would look back and say oh yeah like well i enjoyed it but they're kind of programmed to think that it's enjoyable rather than to go that wasn't right like i didn't actually have the ability to consent to that because i was a child right. or something and so i think that women had have also gone through this like shift from oh, well, I'm programmed to enjoy it, mm -hmm. to then... To because I think it. about how many women out there who don't even enjoy sex but do it, um, mm -hmm. or young women who are grateful for a, a role or for a job, and so then at the time they didn't think of themselves as victims, but then the whole Me Too movement came out, and then it's like, oh, I guess, yeah, I was in a hotel room, and then, yeah, I, I, I was basically told that if I didn't have sex with this producer, I wouldn't get the role, but then, like, it, it just seems like as culture is shifting, we're shifting what it means to be raped or to be abused or sexually assaulted. Um, oh, good way of looking at it. For sure. Yeah. So I think that as men are more informed about, or boys are more informed about what is con consent for them as well, I think they will start to raise more red flags and say, I was actually groomed here or I was actually touched inappropriately or I thought I enjoyed it or I was told that it's amazing but now I'm looking at it going it's still abuse it still wasn't okay so I think that that there's it's not uh, spoken enough it's not spoken about enough mm -hmm. and I think that it's just because culture's yet to catch up with this with this bit this sort of thing for men or for males or boys or something um and then like with the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing like it seems that people have watched, some people have watched the whole thing, but then there are still, still some people who have differing views despite both watching the same thing. I know. Which is, I, again, <laughs> linking back to Prima, that is so 
like that's just what happens right like you get a jury and then they decide who was actually like right within it's a private thing that happens i think it's it's crazy how there's no there's almost no such thing as evidence it's just all interpretation yeah basically because it's like yeah of course there's evidence i was there he was there yeah. i asked him to be there we actually had just you know in this um in this scenario they had just had sex yeah and then you know it goes from consensual one minute and then you know the next all of a sudden it's not something that she wants and yet did you see barbarian <laughs> What's I asked because I just saw it yesterday and they kind of yeah. touch on this, so I suggest you watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, is that the one with... That's not the, the Jodie Comer one where she, that it's like filmed in three parts and then... No, no, this no. is the, the horror movie that just came out. Like, oh, okay. Right oh, I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think you'll find it in this context. I think you'll find it very interesting what they... It's really... <laughs> I really, I really liked it because of the like bigger um, the thing it was saying about society. But it's it's really interesting. I suggest you see it. Yeah, I won't give anything away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's the, the the whole thing with Amber and Johnny Depp. Like, mm. I to see someone use and like uh weaponize the me too movement like that like despicable to me very hard for me to see people uh trying to defend her and it's like so i i <laughs> it's it's just with the amount of words that came out of her own mouth like she convinced me that she was lying you know what i'm saying mm. yeah um <laughs> no I, I didn't watch enough of it but i i see your take like you know and then i have other no not no other people but have seen other people on the internet who are just who could almost convince me of the opposite and say you know the the, the media did her dirty or that like actually yeah. he was he has this had this pattern or whatever it's like i assume they addressed all these things in court but then oh yeah and then there were some things that were like oh but this shouldn't have been like the jury were able to see what was going on in the media because it was recorded and he specifically oh, the state yeah. where they could record it whereas other yeah. states you couldn't record this kind of thing um so i just yeah the whole thing is i think it's a great um example of how far we have to go to actually you know i don't know making it better court court cases to do domestic um things it's like wow i won't lie you know putting it in front of everyone to watch doesn't sit right with me you know it doesn't i would much rather it had been done behind closed doors but at the same time, you know, we have a tradition of the public square here, you know, where it's like you have a grievance and you go out in front of the community and you say your grievance, you air it, you know. And but then doesn't it become a, 
uh, popularity contest? It could, unless, of course, you know, the whole point of, you know, the setting is for judgments to be made. And in this case, it was. There's the public um, interpretation and then the, the, the public reaction to what's happening. It's just, you know, it gets hairy when you've got both sides have PR groups, I'm sure, doing their parts. And people having the opportunity to to meme her, basically, in mm-hmm. these conversations. Like, I hope that what she's saying isn't true. I don't believe it's true. From all the, the evidence that I saw and, and the recordings that I've heard and the timeline, like, just the way that things were laid out, it's very obvious to me that this was all an orchestration of someone who was from the get-go, you know, out to make a buck out of this person. Um, but for other people, it's the opposite, you know, and they see that he was taking advantage of her because he was older. And it's like, I feel like, yeah, some people were saying that, um, some people believe that there's no, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know how I feel. So this is not my opinion, Uh (laughs) but it's like. A woman who responds to abuse isn't an abuser too. Like there's there's something about like you know how people say there's no such thing as reverse racism. Yeah. And so they're kind of saying there's no such thing as like a woman who is weaker or who is I don't know if she's weaker or anything. Like a but woman can't be talk about the whole Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a woman can't know. be an abuser, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like they're saying that, which is obviously not, you know, true, but it's, I think, yeah. I think what they were trying to sort of, I think what I took from that is, if a guy hits you, and you hit him back, are you on equal pedestals? Have you both committed the same crime? It would be like, if I hit a child, and that child hits me back, would that mean the child be, not saying women are children, but in a way, biologically, we're so different, like... I think that's where I start having issues because I see where they keep trying to move the goalpost as yeah. far as who is considered a child or right. who's considered young and, and or who's considered the um, victim. Right. And it's like, maybe, maybe, you know, uh, mm. a woman mm. is strong enough, wily enough, conniving enough, smart enough. To be a narcissistic abuser. Call yeah. me crazy. No, <laughs> you know? no, you're right. I agree. <laughs> it's just, I don't yeah. know. It's just so, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, of course, to, like... if she's a narcissistic abuser, if she's planned the whole thing. I think they were just saying, like, if she had only been responding. Right. But obviously his his case wasn't that she was, I don't know what the case was about. But I assume he was, he was not saying... Um, he well, she was claiming that he did all of the abuse, all mm-hmm. the hitting and the raping, apparently, mm-hmm. and he says that every single thing she's saying is a lie, and their therapist, they're like couples therapist, I think pretty quick into the relationship when you hear like the timeline of the relationship, like it went to hell in a handbasket real fast. Um, mm. 
but she had them recording their uh, arguments, their conversations, so that way they could go back and listen to them and be more self-aware because apparently she wasn't being self-aware. And he Mm -hmm. was trying to get her to understand, you know, how she comes off and how she gets, you know, aggressive with him. And so there's a lot of instances in the recordings where he's, you know, explaining situations that happened and she's admitting that she was the one that was being the aggressor and she literally chides him. You know, she's upset with him for not sticking around and being the chaotic, abusive man she basically wanted him to be mm-hmm. to justify her reactions. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't love her enough to stick around and fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was upset about. Right. And okay. uh, it's, and, and there were several instances where she admitted to hitting him mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, yeah, you're the good one. You know, you do the right thing because you walk away when I want to fight with you. And you just run away like a baby. Like she just, not verbatim, but basically the same words she's saying. So and he was completely innocent of everything? Like he didn't do anything to her? Basically, he, he, was a, he was guilty of, to me, okay, this is my opinion. But mm-hmm. this is from the, what I witnessed watching the trial and hearing all the evidence. Yeah. He was basically coping with this person and their Mm -hmm. issues by drinking and doing drugs more than he ever had before Mm -hmm. because you know he kept like like I said she kept accusing him of leaving so every time they fight he'd run away to another property that he had and he'd stay there and she'd try to follow him or whatever but he'd ask her you know not to do that so when he couldn't get away that way what he's doing is he's drinking himself into an early grave or he's doing um drugs i forget which drugs i think it's heroin that he was doing so he didn't like text his friend some like really awful stuff about what he would want to do to her he texts like it's like you know like when you have a like a really crappy boyfriend and you have inside jokes with your friend about your crappy boyfriend yeah but there was like really violent imagery that i've i would never use about an ex yeah, well, there was one. They were they were thinking about that guy burning that, the witch that, that was abusive with um, what's her name? Not Rose McGowan. Um, Evan Marilyn Manson. Rachel Wood. Yeah, Evan Rachel yeah. Wood ex Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and like, like I don't know the story there. I fully believe that Marilyn Manson was an utter piece of crap to her in their relationship. I do. Um, whether, I mean, I've been friends with people who were really big pieces of shit and I regret being their friend, but I have been, you know, and I, not that I overlooked, but I didn't know how bad people were, you know, till after the fact. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be the case here, you know, Mm -hmm. where he's friends with someone not realizing what it is that they do. I mean, honestly, when you see Marilyn Manson, what you see is what you get. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no... Uh, <laughs> anybody that was with Marilyn Manson knew, at least should have known what they were getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have dated him. But him and and uh, being friends with Johnny Depp, I don't know. I don't know if 
he knew what kind of person he was or if he also had him in the dark. I don't know. Um, I think there was some text that they talked about towards the end of the trial where I don't think they were reading them correctly because they were actually messages that were received. Not They weren't sent by Johnny. They were messages he received from his friend. I forget his name. Uh, he's like a this blonde actor. He was in a movie with him, the one where he was with Angelina Jolie, I believe. Uh, mm. But see, that guy had also had a run-in with her in that she had uh, made his son cry one night when they were at dinner. His son was like 17 and she made him cry. Like she was talking shit to him basically. And so he didn't like her. Like he hated her. So he was the one saying those things about her. And like, if you know, they were just basically shit talking her venting because he couldn't, I don't think he could do that to her face without really facing some repercussions from her. Hmm. I wish she was stronger than him and hit him, but he wouldn't hit her back and stuff like that. Is that what the, yeah. Like she would, she would punch him and she would hit him and she couldn't leave the space. He couldn't like, she would force him to stay. She didn't want him to leave. She, she was isolating him from his family. She had all her friends around him Mm. paying for everything. Uh, he he was paying for all her friends' places to stay. But so that in this in this trial, he won, um, or he managed basically. to convince the public. But in Prima, like getting getting back a bit to the to the to the review, um, mm-hmm. the guy won as well. And I'm just just thinking, like, thanks for reminding we... me because I couldn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, no. Do do we feel for Jody's character because essentially the whole show is about well talks us through her life and her upbringing and university experiences first job boyfriends friends and so if we had that version of amber's life you know obviously we didn't see the bad parts of jody's character uh the the character she played and then we get up to the to the court date and we see the the court thing happening and we're not we're still on her side we're almost yeah. made to feel like her closest friend or something. Or her. Yeah, like that. we've been we there. Have... Yeah. Right. Like we were in her head the whole time. Exactly. And so we're supposed to leave the theatre feeling like, oh my God, like what a shit system. It, it screwed her over. Mm-hmm. But the amount of time she was in court for that we thought was like very quick. It was just a few statements and a few cross cross examinations and then she was told the verdict okay he's not guilty and i just wonder like well, the reason i was drawing a parallel to the amber thing and you know one because men can be abused i i agree with that and stuff like that but then two just the whole situation of like what happens in court is so crazily subjective and i think she was trying to give us that story from the beginning she was like well i i defend these guys and people tell me you know how can you defend someone you know committed the crime and she says that she's basically she doesn't go into it thinking that she goes into it thinking her client hasn't done anything wrong i'm supposed she's supposed to make the woman like um 
question herself. And it has to be without a shadow of a doubt type of situation. Like, he is guilty without a shadow of a doubt. And if not, then he's not guilty. Um, and so, yeah, bringing that back to Johnny and Amber, I just wonder if, like, this not the same thing happened there, because obviously, like, I cannot, I cannot say that, but, like... <laughs> um, I get what you're saying because yeah. I definitely <laughs> thought about it at the yeah. end of the at the end of the movie, like you said. Yeah. And I was trying to remember, like, why was I comparing the two? What, like I said, I only rewatch the part where they were talking about stuff uh, between yeah. them as like a like a little roundtable thing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't remember that she lost at the end, and that's you're right. That's exactly why I thought of Amber Heard because yeah. she didn't win, and I felt like that was a vindication like I felt like that was the correct way to go like the jury was right mm -hmm. and in this sense it's like well she didn't win would I feel that way about her if I hadn't been in her head this whole time you know? yeah and if you had seen the if you had just seen the court thing because what, what happens in court feels like performance mm -hmm. it's like and the way she talks about it, she gives us great insights, I think, into... I, I love that her character... She's a female defending <laughs> offenders or, you know, perpetrators. Yeah. And I think that is so smart of them to do. Like, I never really thought about the women out there who have to defend creeps or who have to defend... People. And they do set it up to be, like, all creeps are men, which is obviously not true. Um, but I just thought it was interesting because she has to like fight her almost her like natural inclination to be like feminism and like womanhood and I love women and you know because if you are one of if you are a woman you surely would feel that you know sense of um, sisterhood but she she actually mentions the jury women in the jury are not as they're actually less likely to Find... We're very critical. Of yeah, because they're women. critical. <laughs> they're less likely to feel sympathetic for the female victim. And I was like, oh my god, I completely see that with the Amber Heard situation. It's like Johnny is as soon as he's the thing, the the thing started to change. Um, you know, the public opinion thing. The amount of women TikToks and memes that were shitting on Amber, it was almost like I saw more of those than I saw of men making. Oh, yeah. They weren't even talking. They're like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah. Men were like, you you guys you guys can do do the drama thing. It was all like women going, like making fun of her, um, what's it called? Her storyline. She was like, and then he hit me. And then I turned around. And I was like, I felt bad because some of them were kind of funny, but I was like, oh my God, this is awful. And so oh, then know, we got yeah. Jodie, like Jodie's character was saying stuff like victims, their memories shot to hell. Like it's so, you're, tra you're traumatized, so you can't really remember things properly. Oh yeah, it and is so you, true. Yeah, so true. so true. And the way you mem like, present that to the, to the court, if you've got a lawyer who is you know, really smart, like she was in the beginning, they could just say, oh, well, then if, if he was holding, I love this bit when, when he was like, oh, if I, he was holding your hand, if he was holding both of your hands above your head, how was he also holding your mouth? Like, I almost didn't, I, I almost was like, oh my God, he's so right. She yeah. was a liar. <laughs> 
And that's just it. Like, cause you question yourself when things like that happen, you know, you don't know how to process the thing that just happened. Yeah. And the more stressed I am about a situation, the weirder my memory is. Like I have to convince myself of one narrative and one narrative only. Otherwise I start to lose it. Like I'm just like, well, I guess that could have happened. But then if that happened, then is this true? Like, you know what I mean? Like the more, it feels like the more stressed you were in that situation, the harder it is to recall the situation in chronological order or like properly. Yeah. And that's why, uh, that that's why I was impressed with the situation that they decided to highlight because it, it just lives in the gray and it's the exact gray area mm. that women for centuries decades i don't know how long but it's the scenario that you always consider okay this will be a gimme i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna talk to you anymore you know we're done but i i don't know how to approach this you know if i was even to say something because who would believe you (laughs) yeah because of all the questions of all the you know maybe it wasn't just in your head maybe you were just feeling funny like and is that right do you have a right to change your mind in the middle of it or do you have a right to do you you have a right to say i wasn't feeling it but i did only talk about my breath being bad and maybe he was like no it's fine your breath's fine like maybe she didn't make it clear yeah he um that she wanted off because if she was so like delirious and like whatever and he was, he could also argue, and I've actually known, this is kind of sad, I've known guys who've said, yeah, but what if I was also really drunk? And then oh. she was like, oh, but he was, he was sober enough to pick me up. I'm pretty sure there are really drunk guys who can pick a woman up, especially if she's quite, you know, light, right? Uh, so. The thing is, you can take pain when you're drunk. So, like, even if she was too heavy, he'd be too drunk to realize, you know? Yeah. It's just, oh man, like, that's why I left the film going, what the fuck, like. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It was, it was very hard to watch because I personally, full disclosure, I've had this same thing kind of happen to me and I didn't say anything. I didn't, I I told my friends, but I got blamed, (laughs) even though it's a whole story. And that's just it. It's like the situation itself is a mess, right? But that doesn't even consider the situation around that. Because how did you get in that position? Who knows you were in that position? Uh, how did this position even come to be? Like, there's a whole other yeah. realm of questions around it. And all of yeah. a sudden, it's got you questioning yourself. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that, that you've experienced something like that and, and I old. I think that yeah I mean in I don't want to get into my history but basically it's almost like every woman in myself that I know has had something like this happen to them whether it's oh. when they were a child or when they were a teenager when they were an adult it's like or maybe a few times throughout their life or continuous it's like wow it's um and I I have spoken to guys too, and and I I know a few guys who've had similar things happen to them, but more so in childhood. Um, 
and and it's it's horrible like that we we a lot most people i think do keep their stuff to themselves or it was so long ago they can't really find the person who did that thing um in my case you were really young so i just chalked it up as he's a young guy who doesn't understand he doesn't get this you know he's immature so Mm -hmm. there's no malice that's how i saw it you know yeah that whole malice thing yeah mm -hmm. and it really it helped me cope as a human being you know because it's one thing to be monstrously you know violated by a complete stranger or by somebody who's trying to hurt you right and then there's another one where it's someone you know cares about you Mm. they see you as a person they like you or whatever Mm -hmm. and they get carried away Mm -hmm. and you know whose fault is that well i am breathtaking you know no i'm just (laughs) but you know it's those are the kind of things where you try to kind of bargain with yourself yeah so that you don't lose yourself yes the uh, victimhood you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah 100 percent. like i imagine that there are situations where people just chalk it up to something so that they don't feel like a victim for the rest of their life or that they don't they don't obsess about it forever because then you're basically yeah like you said you lose yourself and then there is that sense of you can you can be a victim at that point and then also get past that and say okay that happened to me but that's not who I am but I think yeah for some people it is forgiveness or um whether you forgive the person or whether you find where you were part of the reason that that happened it can kind of help you process it and move on maybe Mm -hmm. um and then and in some cases it's just totally like you don't forgive them, you don't have to forgive them, and it right. wasn't your fault, and it, 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 it can be exhausting, like, and it's a very individual process, how you kind of try to get past that, but, um, yeah, it's, and that whole, yeah. how you're raised, and what kind of um, messaging you were given, that's um, what informs those kinds of decisions, you know, and, yeah, a lot of times, people don't realize till later like mm. i guess you know now that you mention it i guess that was pretty bad you know i guess i could have probably said something and i probably should have looked at it that way yeah but i didn't you know yeah. or i did but i made this decision to get over it kind of you know and i think that's the wonderful thing about memory um i think we would as people as a, as humans be a lot more sad and in pain and a lot more pain if we could remember every moment of our lives mm-hmm. i mean if if you could replay your childhood as an adult <laughs> and watch it i think we would be so traumatized oh god yeah and there'd be a lot more dead people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's like this um i'm not that familiar with it but i've heard of it you know but mm-hmm. when you're doing inner child work basically yeah. And that's what you do. You know, you sit there with the therapist, you, you try to recall memories, you try to think of things so that way you can then 
look at yourself and reparent yourself, you know, and you start forgiving yourself for certain situations that maybe you were looking at in a different light or um, you can just, you know, be kinder to yourself and less um, negative and it's things like that, that they do in that work. But it's, it's a lot of that. Yeah. It's even that exactly your brain is to help you survive. So (laughs) yeah, you're not going to remember the worst things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not, you know, and if you do, I mean, even if you do, your brain's probably going to say, you know, probably going to, I don't know. Time to Uh, dissociate. Yeah. Or (laughs) I I guess just, uh, um, numb all the the sounds and the images and the the mm-hmm. how you were breathing or what it felt like it's just and that happened how do I yeah it's not um it's not like replaying it I think and I think that's why I think I'm really grateful for how memory works because although I have a really good memory it's still not um photographic so I just right I think that's how humans um I think Aside from trauma as well, I think that's how humans develop anyway. Like, we we need to forget who we were to become different. Like, we can't have this staunch sense of self from, like, when you were five and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I really wanted to be a journalist. I should just stick to that. Like, you can kind of let go of an identity or a culture or a people or a family because memory tends to, like not be the best soften the blow soften the blow yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like you're you're you have to give up parts of yourself to grow yeah and that's the only way that we do grow you know is to really self-reflect that's kind of kind of ties into what we're talking about is that you know these things happen to us on a relatively normal regular basis unfortunately maybe Mm -hmm. not to one person but as a whole women experience yeah. this kind of thing um but it's it's uh the memories of them they teach us you know and we learn and we grow and we make sure you know despite the fact that this happened to us and we didn't deserve it right but we do learn not to put ourselves in situations like that if possible you know and it's a learning experience for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like picking up on that sentence there, like learn not to put yourself in those situations. Of course that doesn't apply to children. And if that right. is something like, but I mean, I do, I do see culture shifting towards that both for men and women. Like I have men, male friends who will say, you know, they just won't drink with a female. They won't drink much with a female or they won't buy her drink or they like there are just certain things that they just don't do anymore or they need to be around someone else with her there so that they're not accused later on like there's a huge shift towards both sides being extra careful because yeah. one side might be afraid of being accused the other side's afraid of being you know, uh, raped or stru- spiked or something um and i do yeah, i do think it is a case of like maybe we're moving away from getting blackout drunk or um or even I think if you're in a relationship with someone there can be things that you can say or do to make both people feel okay like um this is a bit of a weird one but what if you 
like had certain rules or codes of conduct with your partner like hey you know there is absolutely no rule here i'm okay with everything it's kind of like bdsm right like you have to have a safe word but then some people just don't do bdsm so they're kind of like we can you know i think intimate couples have without knowing it they create rules Mm. marriage especially it's a very old tradition to be married Mm. and those roles you know of wife and husband (laughs) there's a larger discussion about relationships between men and women right now that could be had but we can leave that for another day okay (laughs) yeah but within marriage you know the roles are kind of blurred right now people don't really understand what it is to be a wife and a husband and what that entails right but in the context of you know a religious marriage or just a marriage in general Mm -hmm. uh didn't matter what religion you were from but it was kind of a contract (laughs) and it was submission of the wife to the husband most times you know and that's not kink that's not bdsm that's just the way it was and so now you know with the roles being kind of blurred the way they are i think people are trying to find a way to have these marriage relationships while still maintaining our new, um, I guess, views on how we relate to one another, even if we're married. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like like the whole religion being dead or something doesn't, doesn't mean that we are free to, like, cause chaos upon each other. There still has to be this sense of order and, like, agreement. Mm-hmm. But it's more like you decide your own morals, if you know what I mean. Like, you could be in a relationship and say to your partner, look, you can you can have sex with me while I'm blackout drunk. And I will sign something that says that's not rape. To protect right. you. And for mm-hmm. my enjoyment, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. some people like that. Or whether it's... Um, it's just anything, really, right? It's just... I don't know who would want that, but like... You know what I mean? It's kind of it's like, right. it's without just so... that, relig- I think religious law would be like, oh, a man and a woman, there's no such thing as a rape between a man and a woman, right. like a wife and a husband. And see, um, but that's like, that's a, that's a, it's an across the board type thing, you know, where it's like, there's no, it's, it's very uncomplicated. You know, the, the church or the, the, the religious doctrine dictates these rules right and mm-hmm. it's for everyone there's no special circumstance or yeah. exception or anything like that right but in this case you know if we don't if we take that out of the the scenario then everybody has their own specific rules and it gets complicated yeah. really complicated and then yeah i think that's why well, you need of... lawyers when you even <laughs> just start dating like okay we need like christian gray he was smart he got her to sign a contract yeah <laughs> smart dude he's like i'm gonna get really horrible and i'm gonna (laughs) do all these things you need to sign an nda (laughs) i don't know why army hammer didn't think of that silly (laughs) (laughs) wasn't he the one that something about cannibalism yes yeah oh wow there's a hulu show i think it's on hulu um forget what it's called but it's basically about him and his family. Apparently this is like a thing in the men, like 
the men of the family are very aggressive and according to the this is all according to that documentary but i don't know if allegedly true. right <laughs> and and his sister no army's aunt his dad's sister mm-hmm. is the one that like really informs the documentary i don't oh know what her God, motive to be. watch this sorry yeah it's really interesting but he you know was really into bdsm he was really into uh i couldn't tell from um calling by your name <laughs> <laughs> right um i think he was into like blood play and stuff but i mean when you're in that type of sub um space yeah when you're when you're in the lifestyle i guess that loves that lifestyle you know hearing the things that he was saying it's not really crazy it's not i mean it's a little out there but was he gonna do it was he gonna cook these girls i don't think so you know but they weren't in the lifestyle he was like kind of like when a lesbian wants a straight girl and he really wants she really wants the straight girl and she's not a lesbian you know but insisting you know and it's the same here it's like this guy is really into bdsm but he's getting these vanilla girls and like putting them in these situations that they're not comfortable in and mm-hmm. again they let they let it go you know they didn't say anything they didn't report him to the cops but he was doing things to them that they did not agree with that they did not like and so they accused him of you know violating him Mm. and he didn't have a contract <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you'd be like yeah but you said it was okay when i cut- yeah. <laughs> you said biting was okay you didn't say how much but <laughs> right like i mean i bit you sure i cut the skin a little but that's what happens when we bite yeah, yeah. oh my god this whole like 2022 culture sexual relationships oh man it's so messy and i think it, it like you said that it's within a huge it's within a bigger topic of relationships between between men and women it doesn't seem to be like um crossing over to same-sex relationships which i think is interesting and i think that's maybe because we're getting this um like revolution male revolution kind of like the whole and i don't know you do you know andrew tate oh yeah yeah like the whole andrew tate like jordan peterson i had a friend tell me the other day well Andrew Tate has popped up because we rejected Jordan Peterson like we ridiculed him we're making space for a worse version of that if we do that to Andrew Tate it's gonna happen again people the men like kind of need a father figure and then if we keep shooting them down they respawn as a worse version (laughs) like I didn't I didn't like Jordan Peterson like in the beginning but I remember what mm. I was like then also is I was very, uh, I was just so angry, I guess, at the time because of what was happening politically, you know, with Trump and um, just the way that things were going at the time when I first heard about him, when I first started learning about him. And I didn't agree with everything he was saying, but I still caught myself agreeing with some of it. But because of the mindset I was in, I was just ignoring that, you know, and just, no, 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 he's wrong across the board black and white you know but now uh I'm older number one I have an older son now I I see things very differently now 
and I see where I was wrong about him. Sure, there's things with, that I don't agree with him about, but that doesn't mean that he's wrong across the board, you know? Yeah. And I really do feel like he genuinely is concerned because I am too with the state of mental health for men and where they are and how the world is just shitting on them left and right. And I feel really bad about it because, you know, it's not exactly all their fault. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's really concerning. And I'm not going to lie, I am more concerned about what this means for both sides. Like, yeah, I completely agree. The world is shitting on men. I mean, the misandrist in me would be like, okay, she's not, she doesn't get a say today. Let me just shut her up. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled. Um, but it is like, I feel like women have been shit on for, like, ever. Yeah. And, like, now that it's happening to men, it's, like, really quick for for them to have, like, male speakers rise up and kind of go, no, 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 this Me Too shit, cancel it, no more. That's done. That's over. Who told you women you could complain about us? That's, no, we're going back to the 90s, please. Like, it feels like it's a really, like, I'm almost in awe of how quick men have been able to go, wait, what? We're being told off for, for being men? They're, they're ruining our ability to do our biological like things. And it's like, I don't know that, that, that that's the right answer. Like, I agree that the whole thing was fucked up from the beginning, that, that yes, women were shat on for many centuries or millennia, but then men also lost a lot by playing the role that they did. Yes, a lot of the times, they, maybe they were the perpetrator. Maybe they had control of the law and texts and education and women couldn't go to school. So that meant they had power. But then some men would argue that psychologically, women have always had a hold or power over them that everything they do is for pussy. Or something, something crazy, or for love, so that they could be happy, <laughs> and that it's our fault that <laughs> that we complain. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm just rambling now because I You're there's fine. like a mixture of anger slash I feel bad for them slash oh my god, we've been dealing with so much shit for so long. Now that they're in pain, we're supposed to shut the fuck up or something. So. I feel you because, yeah. and I, I just told this um, to my husband the other day, but I had so much anger and hatred in my heart yeah. for men when I was younger, especially um, just because my upbringing and, and the examples of men that I had in my life growing up around me, it mm. just did not teach me to appreciate them in any other way other than with revulsion or um just not even looking at them like people just because of the way I was treated you know yeah so I told them I was like you know I I mean I used to get upset I used to cry I didn't even want to be a woman there was times because I was like men have it so easy blah 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 yeah I, I had all these thoughts in my head 
and now, you know, like I said, I, I had to raise a boy and then I saw my husband uh, become a better man and he was turning his, uh, I guess, his, his ideas around, like really becoming a, a good person versus the immature person that I used to, you know, when we were younger, you know? Yeah. So I saw examples of men that were no longer the trash that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I was wrong to have those feelings, like to be feeling that way. I was looking at it from a place of hurt instead of looking at it from a logical space, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes, people can be bad, but Mm -hmm men in general like men men specifically can be bad but they can grow and they can be better and like a lot of the guys that people complain about now are young immature guys who are not you know using all their brain yet you know because they're so young and I know a lot of people you know it's like okay we don't want to infantilize people right so they have to grow up they have to start thinking better but if we don't teach them to think better or we don't Mm -hmm. teach them how to be better they're not going to come up with it on their own you know no i agree i think it's empathy that is actually going to prevent another like millennia of like men experiencing mental health issues that women i think women had to go through all that i think the difference between how women or i hope there is a difference between us that's positive i don't know maybe women are going to continue this route of like um uh, cancel cancel culture or like you know men well, who are like, like Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson need to be cancelled because if that happens then yeah sure we're gonna we're gonna continue to have cycles of like oppression and power and then it's gonna just swing to the other way of like no rights for women and, and freaking Gilead and uh, the Handmaid's Tale <laughs> and I don't know why I'm laughing it's nervous laughter but um but I think that what we as a co- as a society need to do is realize either one of us being in power and either one of us being oppressed just continues the cycle and exactly like, we that's need, what i was getting at yep yeah we need to like yeah maybe there is going to be a period of time and it's probably going to be a fraction of the time that women were in pain right um mm-hmm. and i need and i for the sake of the future, women need to kind of get over that. I think a lot of women are in this boat of like, no, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, that's really bad that that's happening to them. But I'm carrying the pain of like my people. Because I think mm-hmm. people do that with race as well. Where yeah. they like, they might discuss, um, let's see, like uh, black people or um, like, oh slavery and stuff and then bad stuff happens to white people and they're like yeah that's like re- re- what's it called Repa- reparations. reparations like that's yeah. what you get yeah. that's what you get kind of thing yeah. yeah and there is that feeling of like like vengeance is a very I think inherently human like thing like you have that feeling of my people went through it or Native Americans their land was basically raped or violated yeah Anything that I mean, happens in the states? Oh, you've got a forest fire. Oh, you're you got the twin towers. Yeah. Oh, boohoo! <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm, for for real. Like, because yeah. like, I'm Mexican American, so that yeah. it happens a lot. Where it's like, well, that's what you get. You know, that's yeah, that's what goes through your mind. But then you're, mm. 
uh, non-lizard brain <laughs> kicks in and you're like, all right, she's not good. Can't be that way. That's wrong. And no. I w- I'm hoping that that's going to happen with Lydia. Yeah. Because right so, now, yeah. there is a lot of, I don't need no man going on. <laughs> a lot a of lot, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not just, I don't need, need a man. It's almost like anyone except a certain type of man is evil and wrong and a villain and like it's almost like women are trying to create men in their image but there are men like andrew tate or jordan peterson who are like can't do that to them like men do have biological inclinations and needs and stuff and it's like how do we not swing to the other side because it's going to be bad like even if you're full-on misandrous, it's going to be bad for you as a woman if you go down this route. Because, to be honest, I don't think women have the power to hold off an army of Andrew Tate. <laughs> like, exactly. not going to happen. I don't care if you're the most vindictive, amber her, narcissistic woman in the world. I have a feeling the men have got this. Yeah. <laughs> and that- they're going to find a way to get us back into cages. And, like, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I mean, let's yeah. be honest here. You know, yeah. where is the inevitability? Play where will we end up? Like, this world needs both of us there in we order go. to keep going. You know, yeah. because, oh, God, I don't want to get into things. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there's, like, a whole... There's a lot, <laughs> so much happening between men and women and everybody in between. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean the gender spectrum, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is, as much as nobody wants for it to be a thing, it's a thing. Yeah. And. Yeah. That, that I think changes it. We can't go to, like, men and women, we need each other. It's now. How do we make a space for all the new genders right. and sexualities? And the, the thing is, it's yeah. like, you know, the, the, the foundation that they base their uh, premise, their, they base their ideology, they base whatever it is. Yeah. What they base it on is very shaky. And it gets shaky when we start talking about the relationships between men and women. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you start saying things like, well, men have things and needs and ways and women have. So is there a difference? And, you know, and that's that's where it gets hard to talk about because it's suddenly become so complicated in yeah. that regard. I don't know, think all- we can ever go back to what Jordan Peterson wants, which is the whole like. um, Just the tradition, basically, like I think that that. There is space to be made for people who still feel traditional, who right. still feel cis, hetero, whatever. But that doesn't need to. That doesn't need to equal we we oppress transgender people or gay people right. or any of that ever again. Like I just don't want it to us to go back. And I think that's why it's not just women who are canceling Andrew Tate. It's men as well there are so many people out there who are like andrew tate is just wrong anyone who argues for the whole like christian model or any religious model people when they hear religion it's like a trigger it's almost like 
God is dead and let him stay dead. Do not revive. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> right. Well, um, okay. Yeah. So what I've learned, yeah. like I was saying, you know, with Jordan Peterson, I was just like black and white. Everything he says is bad, right? Mm. But what I've learned from that is that if somebody is speaking and it is resonating with people and they are actually agreeing or they're finding something in what they're saying is something that they agree with or something that they can tell themselves, you know what, I'm going to go in this direction because I agree with what's being said, right? Mm -hmm. When that happens and enough people are doing it, I stop and think, what are they saying? What are they saying that is resonating with these people so uh, much so? Yeah, but I agree. I'll let you finish. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's just that there's maybe what he is saying is mm -hmm. awful because he is, he is, <laughs> he's no, a I caricature. He's I, I don't see people as black and white and I never have. I didn't, I didn't mean to imply that. I just meant. No, no, I understand. He, he seems but to but a lot of people do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably like yeah i was saying that exactly i was saying like people are canceling him because they see religion they see him they see andrew tate and they think it's over for me as a new human like a new version of human kind of that makes sense like transgender or like whatever right so for me i just yeah. see that they they have a point that they are trying to make and for yeah. every action there's a reaction and this is the reaction this is the reaction to society as it is now which is yeah. a mess and it's a pendulum thing we need <laughs> to be a you have a right to live and exist and the way you want and so do i like it it needs to be a there's no nothing wrong with saying right. um but it has to be on both sides yeah exactly like, yeah yeah it can't just be one side making all the concessions and no. the other one it's like well too bad you know yeah. and it's it can yeah. get really unfair really yeah. fast. Yeah. And that's the, it's the same with, like, yeah, men and women and um, sexual assault. And um, I think both both sides need to be more careful of, like, I can't even just say the situations they get into because sometimes there's just nothing you could do to protect yourself. You were going to be sexually assaulted no matter what like even right. if you and that's... drink a drop of alcohol you were just dragged to a corner or something but right or you but were a one should never <laughs> assume that anybody else is going to save them or is going to look out for them like self-preservation self-responsibility like those are things that we should be teaching our children so that that way they can protect themselves before they find themselves in situations that can be incredibly unsafe for them. Because if I had been told those kinds of things growing up, half of my stories would be gone. Yeah, right. And then, then there's also like, just, the, just like I was saying, like, yes, self-protection, but there's only so much you can do against someone who is stronger than you or something, right? Like if somebody makes a decision to hurt you, be ready, you know? And that's that's what's awful, unfortunately, about human nature. And, and you can't really say that to a child who's like five years old, though. Right. Like, yeah, you can't. Like, it's, it's really great advice to tell men and women, hey, you need to look out for yourself, whether you might be accused or you might be victimized or 
assaulted or something. And then there's, like, beyond that, there's this, how do we get past the um, the shitty sh- system we have that deals with court, court cases which are basically just, hi, I'm a lawyer, I'm here to interpret evidence and make the jury believe my side. And then the other guy's doing the same thing, and it's like, really? Like, that's the... <laughs> I wonder if in the future it's going to be a case of you can't, you can't... Um, you know, like in Black Mirror, where they like record everything you see. I don't know if you've seen that episode. I think so. Yeah. I I saw that one. Like, how do you get past courts and the ability to like just misconstrue the evidence if you can't prove what people were doing privately? Like that is just. I know. I know. We're, we're like picking up on different things. Like, but. I think it's good that we're both seeing the flaws in different situations, like whether it's a system, whether it's people, or... Um, it's, yeah. it's a fundamental so, issue, I think, because mm-hmm. you have decisions being made between two people, and they're between two people, they're the only ones there. Yeah. And so, foundationally, these two people should be able to make a decision that's going to be considerate of the other person. In, in, in the sense that we view them as a full human and yeah. not just someone there for us, right? But mm-hmm. like you said before, if you are impaired through uh, drugs or drinking, then who's really at fault? Because, you know, unless somebody was telling the other person not to drink, you know, things happen when you drink. And it can be really bad things. Yeah. It's just hard. And that's where, like, if we have any religious listeners, they might be like, well, that's why I don't drink. And it's like, but that's not, like, the solution. It's not to become pious, like, I don't touch alcohol. Like, because we are still saying that you can be sober as hell, get raped, go to courts, still lose the fight because someone said oh but you were drinking and it's like but I wasn't do you know what I mean like I'm trying to say like courts are not good enough for dealing with these situations because there's just and maybe maybe it's not just sexual assault maybe it goes even like we could even cover murder theft or anything because in general the system we have is not if it's all about interpreting evidence, and the word interpretation exists, it means that it's subjective. Like, there's yeah. just, like, nothing so is black and white, and it's just, like, basically, God help you, God help us all. <laughs> That's why, you know, you have your trial yeah. by jury here in America. I don't know if you guys have juries there. I think you guys do, right? Yeah, do yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, how does that solve anything though? <laughs> well, basically, the jury is supposed to represent society, right? The society You're... is fucked up, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, because the community has mm-hmm. to be the one to decide what they're willing to put up with, you know? Yeah. So, if and basically is what they're doing, is they're taking this situation between two people that nobody else was party to, privy to, or witness to. And they say, we want trial by jury. We want our peers to tell us who's right and who's wrong in this situation. 
mm-hmm. because we can't decide between ourselves yeah. or because I need this person to be punished for what happened. And yeah, and, that's, and that's so, basically what Prima Facie Fasi try to say. It's like, that's... yeah, it, it's, it's your peers that decide who was in the wrong here. Yeah. Or who wasn't in the wrong. Who had the better, no, I think it's who had the better lawyer. <laughs> who had the better lawyer, yeah. Like, That's very true. Um, yeah. Maybe one day there will be some other way to figure these things out. Like, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know what you'd call him, a philosopher, a therapist, psychologist. I'm not really sure what he does. I think he does a lot of work with people who suffer from like um, addictions. Wait, uh, who? Gabor Mate. Oh, Gabor Mate. Yes. yes. Yeah. He is so amazing. And like the, the things he has to say about how we raise children, I think is a big factor in all of this, you know, mm. because if we don't care for our children, they grow up to make these decisions that affect other people the way that they do. Mm-hmm. And I yeah just, like I like people were saying that about dharma you know like sh- if he had had the love or the 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 if someone had paid attention to his uh quirks maybe they would have caught it earlier and like helped him yeah they could have guided him to be a different kind of person you know guided yeah. his moral choices you've seen yeah. dexter right yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they could have used him for like killing baddies. No, I agree yeah, with you. I mean, it's it is a case, It is interesting how Dexter um kind of had to parent him. Well, his his adopted dad, I guess. Yeah, helped him come up his with a moral code. Dark passenger. Dark passenger. Exactly. If Dharma had had someone like that to say, I don't know. It is. I think. I think that that's a really. I think that's the the answer we need at the moment because there isn't another answer I think in terms of especially in terms of the system and quality of evidence you know we don't have recordings coming out like from our eyes we can't actually record what happened so it's always going to be interpretation of evidence so therefore if we can't figure that part out what you're saying is and I agree like we should just educate not educate, just uh, raise people to be better so that they don't become rapists or murderers or whatever. Right. And, like, we can't be... Oh, God, I forget what that movie's called. Um, Tom Cruise, where they predict the crime in advance, you know, and take you in before you even have the opportunity to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. I forget what that movie's called, but I don't you know, remember. That, do that. that sounds so familiar. I know I can't remember the name. I'll I'll IMDb it. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like we can't do that yet. <laughs> but you know, if people get their way, we'll be putting chips in our heads, and who knows what we can do. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of the storyline from um, that Netflix Marvel show where he's an Egyptian and he's fighting this god who wants to kill. Oh yeah. They like scan people. They're like, you're probably you've got more bad than good coming up, so you're dead. Like, That's should we just get rid of everyone who is more bad than good, or we'll kill someone? Or like, I, it's like, oh my god, we keep jumping for philosoph- philosophical topics. Now, but now I'm thinking about 
is there a like use for evil in the world? Is evil good? Is evil good? No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know if that. Okay, so I think in oh, order to survive in this yeah, world, mm -hmm. you have to be able to adapt. You know, yeah. and the only way to adapt is to encounter resistance or to encounter um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adversity. Yeah. And so these things that happen to us, it's all about how we use them for ourselves. And mm -hmm. kind of full circle here, if you don't let yourself stew in a puddle of victimhood, you can actually use the things that happen to you to become resilient, to become strong. Yeah. Instead of staying in one place, being feeling like a victim, feeling hurt, feeling sad, feeling bad. That's part of it. Yeah. But you have to feel it to be able to move on. And I think I've seen it, you know, where people have adversity and instead of moving on, they instead numb themselves and actually don't get to move on because they don't feel everything that they need to feel in order to grow from the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Was this in response to what I said about um, in society, like, is evil? Yeah. Like, like basically, of... it's, it's a necessary evil. I think human beings need adversity. Because if not, we get complacent. And when we get complacent, things get really... But then wouldn't that just be heaven? A case where... <laughs> utopia, where basically we don't have... Because, in a sense, I guess religious people talk about this afterlife, where... Mm -hmm we get rid of all the people who basically did more bad than good, and then those good people go to heaven. So then I wonder if humanity, in uh, you know, not just in terms of good or bad, but in a lot of ways, they err towards creating a better, more improved society, whether that's through health, whether that's through, um, in a way, the, 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 you know, gene therapy to sort of like eradicate certain illnesses, and then eventually to have a society where there are fewer and fewer crimes a utopia to, yeah utopia like i guess so that's that's why i think some people probably do argue the concept of society should be flawed and we should have crimes and we should have criminals they have they serve a role in the grand scheme of things but i do think that that's like an argument it's probably too big of a topic to like cover right now but i think i'll probably look into it and just like yeah because like, i don't know I, I figured out what movie that was um where they know the crime before it happens minority report that's what it's called interesting when did it come out oh it's an older movie it is from Ooh, hold on Uh, 2002. Okay, yeah. Nice. I might You've look never seen it. I'm I've never seen it. I also haven't seen Barbarian, so those are two movie recommendations for me and the tribe. <laughs> Report. Um, I oh, I've got one for you. Have you seen okay. um, Don't Worry Darling? Oh, no, not yet. I haven't seen that one yet. That one, apparently, Olivia Wilde based the guy on Jordan Peterson, so you might yeah. find it yeah i i will uh i think i'll check it out eventually yeah 
but I, I don't know. I didn't like all that drama and I felt like I was being manipulated into watching it because of drama. So like my little, my little ideal ideals in my heart were like, well, now I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I still am. I'm, I'm curious, you know, to know. I just love the, the, uh, the, just the fashion and the, I yeah. liked Florence. I was like, oh, like she's, you know, she's a, an amazing actress. And I love seeing her in um, psychological thrillers. Like she was really good in Midsummer. Oh, yeah. Like, I heard all the drama, but the, the, the critics were like, she was amazing. The movie isn't so, it doesn't really have, I agree, didn't really have that much of a, a big punch of a plot. I was kind of like, oh, by the end of it. But I was also like, oh, this is great because... It really does remind us all of like the dangers of not catering to both men and women in the cultural shifts. I think that's why. Um, what she see, was. That's I why I want to see. She was it. trying to say, but that's what I took from it. <laughs> so she wrote it herself, right? I think so. Mm. Um, I'll probably look up some reviews. I don't know. It's like, I want to see reviews, but I'd rather see. You know, I also just like read the plot. Like, it's not like, I just mean, like, if we talk about it, it would just be about the plot. We don't have to watch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, this was, this was really good. I, I thought this would be like half an hour, but I feel like this has been over an hour. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to listen back to this actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in we covered a lot. <laughs> we did. We went all over and I knew it was going to happen because it's such a wider subject yeah. you know and yeah. i feel like people don't do they don't do it justice because they want to focus on one thing but it's like it's so much deeper than that i think yeah i think we did a good job in time like within the time that we had we I'm, i feel like we're tooting our own horn in front of the audience but i think for you guys we try to cover like multiple different examples of this topic and then how this is just a tiny little thing within a universe of other things that are interrelated but ultimately um i think we're admitting we don't have the answers except oh. we do think it is a, it, it does involve all of us coming together which is a very cliche answer but i know all in <laughs> this together though. yeah <laughs> it is we are and that's just it it's like you know yeah. okay we want to make the world new we want to change the rules a bit and make it fairer for everybody involved yeah and we're gonna you're gonna find resistance and you're gonna find people who don't like change and you're gonna find people that are not liking the changes and then you're gonna find people that are you know being proponents of change specific changes and they may be biting off more than they can chew without even yeah. knowing it yeah and i forget that there are people who basically have an idea of the future that doesn't involve all of us and yep. they don't care and they're just like mm -hmm. it's gonna be this and then, and then, and the, basically, that's the extremes of both sides. I think they both, yeah. to an extent, are like, well, yeah, may the best human win. <laughs> I know, and it's. I tell you, the amount of times I see something that goes viral or things that people are talking about, yeah, subjects that come up, and I just sit there and I look at Tom and I'm like, I love you. I'm so glad we met before all this started happening. <laughs> right yeah i shout outs to all the couples pre um 
pre-tinder <laughs> not pre the internet that's like too old no <laughs> no no yeah yeah pre-tinder pre pre, pre like, yeah dating apps and that kind of like little instagram like 20 2015 filters yeah oh my god <laughs> like oh. there is so that's much a, that's a really interesting topic actually like the whole the internet no i'm ready whenever you want to have that conversation i need to find like a movie or something that allows us to segue into that so i can (laughs) i think they're a fine one for sure um but yeah next week hannibal yeah season two season two and episode one is so epic (laughs) i know how many episodes are we gonna do this season are we gonna do three again um i will we'll take a thing We'll, we'll, we'll we'll surprise the audience Sounds good. Okay. Um, well, thank this you for joining great. me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And we hope that, you know, we didn't upset anybody. This was all just kind of just talking and airing things. No, please cancel us. Maybe then we'll go viral. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I hope that we at least gave some some... I guess useful bites, uh, sound bites into the discussion. Hopefully, yeah. And um, if you're a guy listening, hopefully you feel better knowing there are two women who are not hoping for the downfall of males. So. Absolutely not. I love guys. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> okay. Th- thanks for the- thanks for joining us, guys. Bye and girls. Bye. Bye. <laughs>